0: Albert Breer, just this time, 20 minutes later, of MMQB on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Welcome to the show, buddy. What's up, Bert?
1: Hey, hey, guys. What's happening?
0: Oh, we're just enjoying Roger Goodell's comments at the Super Bowl. <laughs> Albert, let's be real honest yeah. here. Does Roger Goodell really believe NFL officiating has never been better?
1: I mean, I, I think it's sort of gotten to the point where he doesn't care about lying to us anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he won't even try to mislead. He'll just flat out tell you something that isn't true. Um, so, you know, like, that's one thing I, you know, and, and then the other thing was saying that it's not all about revenue and that they're not solely focused on revenue. I mean, you don't need to say these things, you know what I mean? But, but he chooses to, and, you know, obviously, you know, it makes it hard to take anything else he says at face value after he says things like that. I mean, look, like I, I defended the officials in the past. Like I think their job is incredibly difficult, you know, um, I think there are a lot of things that are incredibly difficult about it. But, I mean, this was not a good year for NFL officiating. And what makes it worse is the league's not doing everything it can with the technology that it has to try and fix the problem. So, you know, I, I think that there is certainly blame um, for the officials. I think there's blame for the league, too. I think it's asinine that they're not held accountable the same way that players and coaches are. Um, and, you know, again, like it, it, the the problem the problem I think that, that that's that's out there related really, to the, all this stuff is well the ratings keep you know stay where they are and you know obviously the game is where it is and it's still a great product and um so you know it allows them to whistle past the graveyard and things like this but I, I I know this like it i think it ruins the experience of watching a game for a lot of people in certain cases, and um I certainly know the way teams the way coaches the way players talk about the officials privately because they can't say anything publicly.
2: Albert, we were debating, we don't know this, but are these officials full-time now? Do they get benefits? Like, is this something they're doing year-round?
1: Well, they didn't want to be full-time. So there are a few full-time officials, but they didn't want to be full-time because they want the ability to work outside um, of of officiating. And because a lot of them do have, like, lucrative full-time jobs. You know, they're lawyers and doctors and, um, people who are really accomplished, you know, outside of the game. Um and they and and I know like their union had felt like, you know, if you force them to go full time then a lot of guys are gonna have to make a choice between, you know, what probably is a lucrative job somewhere else, um, and officiating. And so, um, that's I think part of the issue, you know, is sort of how you pay these guys um you know and and losing guys to networks i know roger said that that wasn't a problem today but it actually has been a problem have lost guys um to to networks that are willing to pay them a lot more than the legal pay them to stay on the field um so yeah i mean i think that's certainly part of it you know it's you sort of i think you get out of something but you invest in it and whether it's through technology what they're paying the officials how they've structured officiating um it certainly doesn't feel like they've invested everything that they possibly can to try and get the thing right. And, again, like I, I say that while acknowledging with as big and fast as the athletes are on the field now, um, it's. I mean, I, I've seen what an NFL game looks like at field level. Dustin, you played played NFL games. Um, I don't know how anybody makes heads, of t- heads and tails of everything that's happening out there, how you can process absolutely everything that's happening out there. So I think it does make sense to try to give them as much help as you possibly can, and the league hasn't done that either.
0: Albert Breer of the MMQB on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Um, we got into the conversation about how the Chiefs and Eagles, neither team, really has had to play the villain role yet, and that yep. that got into a conversation about who is the NFL's uh, biggest villain right now from a team perspective. And yep. I I, I sold it that, that I think it's the Browns. Would you agree?
1: Because of Deshaun.
0: Cause
2: it is, and the, yeah, contract. the contract, and Jimmy has them all, the whole thing.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, you tend to think the villain has to be winning, right? Um. So <laughs> That's a good point. The fact Ow. that they haven't, they haven't won burn. in a couple of years, I mean, that's kind of a toothless villain for right now, and I'm not saying they can't turn it around. I mean, they can turn it around pretty quickly and win. Um, yeah, yeah, I could see that. I mean, I think the Cowboys are always in a lot of people's eyes sort of the villain, right? the Patriots have been the villain for all those years. The reason they're not the villain anymore is because they're not as good as they were. Um, I, do you guys think the Chiefs are going to turn into that?
0: Yes. I think with okay. another Super Bowl, I think it's possible.
1: Right. Because I think, like, that's what eventually ha- I mean, people forget this. The Patriots were everybody's darling at first, right? Like, they, they were. And, you know, then they they won too much, and Spygate happened, and – um, you know, Bill's act, I think, grew old with some people and Tom, you know, obviously reached a level of stardom that I, I think some fans felt like put him out of touch with the normal person. And, and, uh, and yeah, you know, like I just think that that's sort of, that's how that happened. That's, that's how that happened. And it's, it's not hard to see where that could happen with the Chiefs as consistently as they've won. I also think an interesting team to watch in that, in that way would be the Bengals um if they were able over the next few years to achieve that level of success they've got an edge and like a cockiness about them that i think could turn some people on them too
2: albert uh want to get your uh, your comments on this um we were kind of chatting about this we may have brought this up to you before in the past but today we had a conversation because lima this morning just kind of was like looking at hey listen let's look at the last couple of super bowls and the winners and you know, the way that these teams run this offense, like, can you really name the star running back of the Rams last year? Or you know, the, the Eagles are probably going to let Miles Sanders walk after this season. Yeah. The Chiefs, you know, who the hell knows who, who's going to be their, their you know bell cow running yeah. back? Like the way that this the NFL's offenses are built, the good offenses. I mean, does Nick Chubb make sense for what the Browns are trying to do? And I'm not trying to run Nick Chubb out of town. I'm just I'm just bringing
1: the we're just having well, a conversation. I think here's the thing, like about that, Dustin. Like he says and we talked about this before they paid him, right? He's such a big part of their identity, and he sets such a high standard, and he's such a good example for everybody else. And, you know, I know he's not the, the most vocal guy, but he's definitely a leader and respected there. It was worth it. And and if really, if you look at his price point, I think it's $12 million per, right? Like, what are we talking about exactly there? Like, what are you going to have at $12 million that's going to be more valuable than Nick Chubb? That's the way I look at it, at least. Um yeah, that's like what, you know, pretty good pretty good linebacker costs, pretty good off-ball linebacker costs. I think Nick Chubb's worth that, you know. like mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I understand what you're saying. I think Chubb's sort of unique for a number of different reasons. And, you know, I I think, you know, when you're building an offense um, for Deshaun Watson, he could wind up being a very valuable piece of that too. Um, so I understand what you're saying. There's no question that that position's been devalued across the NFL. I don't know if it really changes, though. You know what the Browns were thinking a couple of years ago when they did the contract for, for Nick
0: Albert. Looking to the Super Bowl here, um, I made the point earlier. I, I didn't feel yet like there's a buzz for this game. I know you're you're out in Arizona. I'm assuming you're out in Arizona, yeah. but you're out in Arizona. Um, is there
1: a buzz there? Not really, but I mean, like I think that that's. I don't know. You know it's, it, the weird thing is we haven't had a regular Super Bowl in a while. Like last year, the teams got in. Like teams got the teams got in early, but um, but like the Bengals and you know, I just felt like that was still sort of in COVID. You know, the Rams were at their home facility, and then obviously the 2021 Super Bowl, the 2020 season, the the Bucks and the Chiefs was all weird. So it has been three years since we've had a normal one, and um, I, I feel like Thursday is sort of when things start to pick up a little bit. So. You know, I think that's coming. I, I, I think the other part of it, too, um, you know, from a buzz standpoint and everything else, we're sort of used to these teams. You know, like the Eagles were here five years ago now. It's a totally different team. But, you know, the Eagles have sort of been consistently a part of the mix outside of the one year where they where the bottom fell out on them. And then, um, you know, the, the, the Chiefs have obviously been, you know, they're getting into that territory where it's like, what else can we say about them? So I think that's probably part of it, too.
0: Albert, great stuff, man. Um, enjoy Arizona while you can. We appreciate you, buddy. And uh, gosh, uh, I can't believe the end of the season's here.
1: I know, I know. Well, not soon enough. You yes, ask me. <laughs> but,
0: <laughs> it's been but a I long year, buddy.
1: If I say that, right? Right. <laughs> nah,
0: not at all. Be good, buddy. Uh, thanks, Albert. All right, thanks,
2: guys. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio.